I'm Connie Oyebua. Welcome to the show at Lovejoy High School, and I'm going to be interviewing the amazing uh, Miss Reiner. She is an English teacher. She has definitely helped me improve and made me more confident in myself, and I really appreciate her. And um, I wanted to start this podcast because I end up having great conversations with different people from age nine to uh, 70 years old. And um, there are some beautiful stories, sad stories that I believe should be told. And uh, welcome to my podcast again, Untold Stories of America. So hi, how, how are you? Hi, Connie. I am great. Um, thank you for having me on your show and for all of those nice things that you just said about me. I appreciate it. It's 100% true. <laughs> so um, as an English teacher and you've seen different kids grow up and stuff like that, and you've seen people grow into themselves, I just want to know for you specifically, How's that like? How's that experience? Well, I actually think I have one of the best jobs in the world. And part of it is definitely what you just said. I'm able to see people grow and kind of reach out of what they thought that they could achieve. Um, But I also taught elementary school and middle school and high school. So I've actually seen all of the different areas that kids kind of have different struggles at different times in their lives. So I've been able to witness that firsthand. And um, it's one of the biggest honors that I feel like I am able to kind of be a a participant, but also an observer in their life. Yeah, I think being a teacher, you guys don't get paid as much as you guys should. (laughs) (laughs) And I think at this point, everybody knows it. But um, for you specifically, so I feel like teenagehood uh, right now, what I've what I'm experiencing, it's like, it's the feeling of like, you're essentially on drugs, but that drug isn't that drug is your mind. Like it is continuously, it's like this anxiety, this little voice in your head that's just being like, danger, danger, danger. But it's more like socially. For you, how's that experience? I love that you just created a metaphor, too. <laughs> what teenage thinking is. I think for me, being able to be part of the teenage years again is a little selfish because I remember that time being very much like what you just expressed it to be, that you just had so much going on, um, both good and bad, and trying to make sense of it. And so being a teacher, I love the ability to be able to kind of see that happening, you know, like taking a front row seat and being able to help if that's the case. I mean, obviously doing it through the lens of English is there, but I think teachers are doing much more than just having the conversations about their content. That's, I don't think I could. As a teenager myself right now, I went through a midlife crisis. I say a midlife crisis, but it was more of a crisis when like, Last year, uh, I was having a conversation with my father about something, and um, I said I wanted to be a therapist. And then he responded with, I think that's a great idea, but I don't feel like that's right for you, specifically because you have a very, you have, you're very hot, like in the sense of like, it's, 
I punch hard, I say things hard, and therapy is more soft. So that was a compliment. But I construed that as, okay, I need to be more soft. I need to be nicer. I need to slow down. And um, me thinking that I was trying to be kinder to others, what ended up happening was I, I would try to be more empathetic. If somebody said something like, oh, maybe they're having a bad day that day, whatever. And I slowly drifted to me just being less of myself. Mm. And it was this out-of-body experience in the sense of I saw myself losing myself in that process. And then in the middle of the summer, I just had a breakdown. Like, I started, like, I went to my mom's room, started, like, break, like crying and saying that I was really stressed out, blah, blah. People were expecting from me, all of those things. And then my mom said, that's not it. Obviously, as a teenager, when somebody invalidates what you're saying, it hurts. It's like, well, fine, whatever. I wrote about it, and it turns out, yeah, that wasn't it. It was, I felt like that breakdown was me, like, finally, like, my body was saying, like, you're not acting like yourself. So when have you felt, like, so trapped in yourself that you just couldn't help it? Like, it's as if you were living, you were controlling a machine in a, like, your, your heart wasn't in it. It was more thoughtful, do this, act this way, because, because, because. Well, I can really relate to a lot of what you're saying at different times. I remember being about your age and a, a teacher thinking that they were giving me a compliment told me, you know, if I had the perfect quote for you, it would be, everyone has a right to my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I said, what do you mean by that? Well, you're always telling people what you think. And so I took that as yeah. I'm too forward and I'm, you know, not, I'm not being nice. And mm -hmm. I kind of did the same thing that you described where I kind of backed off a little bit and stopped giving out my opinion and not feeling very much about who I was yeah. and changed. Yeah. So I found myself kind of doing that at different times in my life um, and kind of connecting with who you are, I think is something that's an ongoing I don't know that we always are aware of that piece yeah. every single moment that we're, we're in it until yeah. sometimes after the case. Yeah. So could you tell me, like, obviously you said that you had multiple of those experiences, mm -hmm. but what was the greatest one that you could remember that affected you the most? I think it was... Cheating is never the right answer. Even if you're just doing your homework and need help, it can escalate to you cheating on tests and quizzes. Even when you don't know the answer on a test, and the best option seems like asking your friends for the answers, it can lead to serious consequences when getting caught. If you get caught cheating on a test, you can get an automatic zero and fail the class. Getting caught cheating on tests like the SAT could taint your record and close many doors in your life. So could you tell me like, Obviously, you said that you had multiple of those experiences, mm -hmm. but what was the greatest one that you could remember that affected you the most? I think it was um, when I was 14, mm -hmm. so about this time, yeah. um, my mother passed away. Mm -hmm. And the time, first of all, obviously, that's not something that a teenager is yeah. equipped to deal with. And yeah. it kind of divides your life into before and after. Yeah. But I'm a very... Um, sensitive everything has a purpose yeah. and so 
little things. I write poetry. And so there's always this connection to life and I'm listening to songs and, you know, always hearing myself and everything. Yeah. I think that's really beautiful in a way to, you know, go through the emotions. When you you have to process, that's how I process. Yeah. But it was very unlike my two sisters, my older, my younger sister were very Mm -hmm. much about, not that they wanted to move on, but they didn't process grief the same way that I did. So I changed and I, I, I kind of became what they needed me to be at that time. And it was years and years went by before I finally am like, I have got to, I mean, I'm 53 years old and I hear my mom's favorite song and I still burst into tears. I I mean, it's, it's definitely something that if you're not true to who you are, it kind of stays with you. So that's a hundred percent. And for me, after going through that experience, it was like, now the question is like, why did I even think that was the right thing to do? And what ended up happening was I learned the difference between empathy and giving people excuses. Empathy is knowing that somebody had like some like the reason, whatever the reason why they're acting, you don't know and you shouldn't assume. But just because somebody is acting a certain way and you and you 100 percent believe there is a reason, it is not your job to find that reason what that is. It is, as a person, the like, no matter how you're feeling, you must set boundaries for yourself. You can't make other people feel bad. You can't be rude to other people just because you had a bad day. And everybody's gonna have those moments, but I also learned that people are willing to treat you badly. People are willing to invalidate the way you feel. And that won't change. And that won't change. Throughout your life. And what's amazing to me as I sit here is that you are your age and you have figured that out. Because there are many adults to this day that don't know that. And to, to be able to walk through mm-hmm. life at your age going forward with that is amazing. Thank you. And um, I think like I've had really bad experiences and really good ones. But I also learned that the like when I have a conversation with a teen or something and I say that empathy is the strongest thing that humans hold, it my (laughs) their their reaction is always sarcasm or a roll in the eye or something like that. And I'm just like, empathy is the only thing that we humans as a species we can be truly 100% proud of. Empathy is what puts it's the glue to our society those emo- those emotional people that we look down upon in reality are the glue to our society without them we wouldn't exist we wouldn't survive so we we didn't plan this going on right now so mm-hmm. i actually want to know if i can ask you a question yeah of course yeah so what do you think it is that makes you able to have that feeling as a 14 year old yeah um where your peers don't necessarily see it in the same way. It's most likely because um, being a little kid that, like I came to the United States at five years old, it wasn't a smooth um, journey for me. It was as if like, to be honest, I didn't know my parents, right? I knew they existed, blah, blah, blah. But the, like my mom picked me, like my um, grandma, or whoever I don't really remember, dropped me off at the airport. My mom picked me up. And 
it was as if though I was playing a game with new rules almost. And I mastered the game that I was playing before. I knew what to say. I knew how to act. I knew the rules of that game. And they just threw me into a new world. And to be honest, I didn't really see my mother as a mother for like five years. Like it was a very slow process of learning how to love a new people. Because in my mind, I was just like, I'm going to go back. Like eventually I'm going to go back to an environment that I was used to, a very hostile one, but I was used to it. And there was no slow process. It was as if my parents just expected me to act a certain way. Like, it was like they expected an idea of me that didn't really exist. And a lot of bad things happened uh, when I was in Nigeria. And um, I told my parents I did not get the empathy that I should have gotten. And like, no, and I don't really blame them for it simply because I'm aware the way they were raised was deal with it. So I think they have um, this mindset that you're not 100% aware of, and that really affected me in a really bad way. But my older sister, one of the most emotional people ever, right? And uh, my parents <laughs> my parents tease her. My parents tease her about it, and we tease her about it just a little bit, but I told her what happened, and she cried. She cried for me. Like, I have well, never... empathy. Yeah, I have sure. nev- never met somebody that cried for some, like that cried for you. And I've never been so close. And I know for a fact, without her, I would be absolutely like gone, bonkers. So that's what I mean, that empathy Mm -hmm. is the glue to our society. And it's not something that comes without experiences. Because just like I did, I could have chosen to be a victim. You could have chosen to play that victim and then kind of think about all of the horrible things that Mm -hmm. happened before and how that is the excuse or the reason why you can do A, B, and C in the future. But taking a different path kind of makes more sense. Yeah, and I have to thank the people around me because there's specific people that made me feel safe and loved. Like my parents, yes, obviously they make me feel loved and safe, all of those things, but it was more like, uh, I just have to say the teachers around me, they were a big part of the way of who I am today, where it was as if like they treated me so delicately and they didn't give up. They kept pushing me, but it was a very loving, delicate way as if they like they saw my soul and they, and they knew what they were dealing with and they molded it into something I think great. And I have to thank all of my teachers for that because that's not that's something hard to do because I know for a fact I would have gone to a probably different path without them right now well and I can definitely say the same thing for the teachers that were in Mm. my life during the time that was the most difficult is it became my safe place yeah school um I mean it's not like home was bad but there were some things going on that were harder and they're they were focused on you know kind of keeping things going, but the teachers and the environment that you're around. And that's why I wanted to become a teacher actually was because of the experiences that I had helping me through those incredibly tough times. Yeah. I think like we don't give teachers enough credit. Like we really, we really, really don't because a good teacher, like 
a good teacher won't just see potential, but they'll take whatever that potential chaotic energy and focus it into something great. And you'll see like kids that mess around in other classes and kids that are really good in some classes and simply because it isn't, it's a teacher. It will always be the teacher. And if the teacher sees something in you, you are most, you can fly. I love that you can fly. Yeah. That's a very, that's a great way to say that, so. A smile is arguably the most powerful human gesture. At Robertson Orthodontics, we know that a smile is much more than a mouthful of teeth. A beautiful smile can open doors to success and show the world who you really are, a healthy, happy, confident person. It is our mission for each of our patients to create the best smile aesthetics and bite functionality that each of our patients deserve. Talking about We Can Fly and stuff like that and how teachers, like at school, I felt the most freedom ever. Like it was a structured freedom that I definitely needed, a freedom that I felt seen for you, other than your mother passing and stuff like that. How would you say that freedom, like in your life going on forward or something like that, how would you relate freedom to? Hmm. I think um, uh, you have the obvious ones, you know, living in a free country. But yeah. One of the things that frees me is is travel. Yeah. And beautiful. my husband and I have traveled all over the world. And mm -hmm. so we've had the opportunity to be in Asia and almost every continent and see firsthand different cultures. Yeah. And I think when you're able to kind of see yourself through the perspective of others and realize yeah. that it's not just our little tiny Lucas, Texas, know. you know, and, and our school, it's very freeing to realize, you know, that there's so much more out there yeah. and being able to relate to that and know that, you know, your differences, mm -hmm. your similarities, all of that is the same as everyone else around the world. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's so, amazing. The yep. fact that that's what allows you to be free makes you feel like, I feel like freedom, like obviously it's a, it's a right, but I feel like the internal like freedom, you could have all the money in the world and still feel trapped somehow. Absolutely. Yes. Definitely think it's all up here as well. You yeah. know, what we think and how we perceive things, but all the opportunities that we yeah provide ourselves to have as well. That's that. Yeah. I couldn't agree more, honestly. <laughs> um, so could you tell me a second time when you felt trapped in yourself? I think, um, I have a bachelor's degree in business. Yeah. So my first, um, route in life was to go and I have to get my degree and then I have to work and yeah. do, you know, what is expected. So I got a bachelor's degree in business because I had to continue working while I went to school. And it was great. I was a steel buyer for a uh, lock manufacturer, got okay. to go visit different places and buy metals. But my love was teaching. And yeah. I knew that I wanted to do that from the time I was probably eight. So when I was in a job and I felt like mm -hmm. I had mastered all of the pieces, I literally got my job done in like 20 minutes every day and sat oh there at God. my desk for the rest of the day going, I have no idea what I'm going to do. That's So it got a lot of time to think about things. And it was like, I, I have to, I have to break away. So thankfully my husband at the time, um, we kind of, we sold our house and he mm -hmm. moved into an apartment and I went back to school full time and 
went and got my master's degree at the same time as my teaching credentials and changed the path of my life and felt an incredible freedom and just walking away from something that was secure and going into something that I knew was heart-driven. I think that's, like, I heard the saying, if you do what you love, Every if you if your job is what you love, then it won't feel like a job or something like that. It's very true. I think especially when you're going to school mm-hmm. for that, you know, I having worked full time and doing things, you know, that I was supposed to, it, it felt strange to just go to school mm-hmm. and not have to do the work. But I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. And then getting right back to school felt like just the next thing. So when I started teaching, it yeah. still kind of felt like I was in school. Well, I think teachers learn every day and every year. We're always in school. We yeah. learn just as much from you guys as you do from us, for sure. Nice. That's amazing. And when we come back, more stories of Onto Stories of America. And I'm Connie Oyebuwa. Hey, guys. Welcome to the school store. Make sure to have some school spirit and buy some Lovejoy Leopards merch. The best part is the wide variety of colors our store provides. $20. Cute and affordable? You should buy. The school store is located in the commons. Come and buy your spirit wear. (laughs) It was really funny because when I came into the high school, I expected it to be more difficult, but not as, as difficult as it is now. And I've been having this back and forth with myself whether I wanted to quit the art program or not. So for, I've been doing the art program in since literally fifth grade. Like I don't, obviously the art credit, I think sixth where you get to really pick if you want right. to join or not. So every year I picked it. And in my old school, I also did the same thing. And last year I was kind of getting mental fatigue from uh-huh. it. I was getting bored as this, this you'll say, I was like not really putting all my effort into art. So I think my last option was, I feel like if I would have quit, it, it would have been the, a terrible choice. Like it wouldn't have been this like, oh my God, I quit art, blah, blah. It wouldn't have been so dramatic, but I made it. But I joined art, like I tried so hard to join art, but looking back, the only reason why I joined art is because I wanted to keep a resemblance of something that I was used to, <laughs> like in a continuous. It's secure. Yeah. Definitely. And for the past Literally since day one, and now, like, like a couple of weeks ago, I was, I was like, literally fighting myself where I didn't want to be in the classroom. I didn't want to be in. The, I didn't want to do art anymore. And like, it there was no love into it. But I'm a prideful person, like because you don't want to quit. Yes, the idea yeah. uh-huh. of quitting makes me more upset right. than just toughing it out. So I'm still in the art program, and it has gone better, much better. What about next year? I don't know. Like, I re- like... You just have to wait and see what spring holds. Yeah. By this, like, I hope next year I finally, like, make a consensus on my decision. But... And you might have been at, at the end of your journey. Yeah. That's kind of the way I felt with, you know, being... I did the business route. I was mm-hmm. excited about it when I did it, but I felt like I kind of... I wrote it as long as I could. And then I was like, okay, I've arrived. Now I'm ready to go somewhere else. 
At Fairview Dermatology, we are delighted to provide your entire family with comprehensive dermatological care. We hope to exceed your expectations in medical care, service, and comfort. Our board-certified dermatologist, Dr. Helen Kim James, provides a broad range of services, including medical and cosmetic dermatology, as well as skin care products. Our professional staff is available to assist you with any needs. Book your appointment today. And um, two days ago, instead of doing my homework, I decided to write something. And uh, it was pride is, like pride has, a good and bad side to it. And the whole poem was basically using um, the illusion Icarus as um, pride opens a door, but it close, opens one door for yourself and closes another for you as well. And how Icarus, like pride made Icarus be able to fly, but you also touched the sun and he got burned. And I feel like that's how I'm feeling right now where I am getting burned by my own pride. I... Like, that's what is making me feel trapped. And, like, it is this idea that I somehow, like, I've made where I, like, the idea of quitting makes me so upset. And say like, you can't quit. You already made this decision. You can't quit. There's no quitting in this book, Life. Well, knowing you, Connie, you're going to spin around a couple yeah. of times until you land exactly where right. you're supposed to be. And you'll take that journey in the manner that you're supposed to. So, you know, that's that's life. Yeah. You're going to go back and forth between maybe, yes, yes, no, definitely not. Okay, yes, no. That's how I'm uh -huh. feeling. I and that's what's life. great about life. Yeah. Being young. I like this. A little bit, there's a little bit of comedy to it. Because I know for a fact after 10 years, 30 years, I'm going to look back and be like, that was over-dramatized. It did not need to be that serious. Or you won't even remember that yeah. that was something. Yes, you're exactly correct. And I am waiting for that day. <laughs> it will come. Don't rush it. <laughs> so when have you had that type of experience? Except your, your teacher. And yes. Um, gosh, you know, I think I do it all the time with things that I think that I'm... Mm -hmm. Like, I, I love crafting, so yeah. I'll go, you know, full force, and I'm going to be doing this now. And then after a while, it's like, yeah, I should probably get in there and do some crafting. And then it becomes like a chore. Yes. And then it's like, no, that's not. And then I feel guilty because, oh, yeah. you know, I have all this stuff that I should be going there, you know, messing with. And I think it's, it's allowing, it kind of goes all the way back to what we said at the beginning, allowing yourself to just be who you are. Yeah. You might have been this way then, but you've shifted a little yeah. bit, as we always do. And right now, you know, this is where, where I am. So sometimes I like to veg in front of the TV instead of doing something productive. Productive, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> More so lately, it seems like. Although I am looking forward to uh, Black Friday next week, so that's something productive. <laughs> I've been shopping for Christmas. That's oh, that's productive. Yes. Right. and I don't want to sit in front of Amazon anymore. I want to go out and experience the the shopping. I like that. I want to stay in my house and not see anyone. Oh, I want to go out <laughs> in at least a couple of days. It's just fun. My sister and my niece, and we just go when it's cold and dark, and Ooh. have coffee and. 
you know, just kind of do that, that piece of it. I just want to go to a party and then for like one day and then stay home and not see anyone except my family. Yes. And like, that's it. I do. And quit. <laughs> don't even take your pajamas off. Yeah. Chill like, out. like yes. barely have most of your hygiene done. Like take oh, a yeah. bath. Like Roll out of bed. When you need to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's what break. That's what I always say. Make sure you do that over the break. Cause yeah. We come back again, boom, boom, yeah. finals. <sighs> high school is great. <laughs> um, if you're not a high schooler, by the way, um, if you want to choose a club, make sure you want to join that club. A hundred percent. Because clubs are, yes, incredibly fun, but it is going to take time and effort, just like anything else. Just and like any- on top of yeah. everything else that you have to do, you have to add time for that. Yeah. yeah. So you have to make sure that you know what you want. Definitely. But being in high school, it's, I'm lucky enough that I get, like, my friends with the same, like, parents that come from Nigeria or something like that, they have a lot of restrictions in what they can do, what they can say. I don't really have those restrictions in my house. The way I act here is how I more or less act at home. I get to speak my own opinion, and my opinions are taken valid. To a certain degree, they see it and they'd be like, okay, I might not agree with you, but okay, yeah, that's what you think. And whether it changes or not doesn't really mean anything. So when have you felt like it's like somebody that didn't agree with you saw you in the sense of you were saying something that they completely didn't like disagree, but instead of dehumanizing what you were saying or like you know, look, treating you a different way. You felt like, okay, yeah, this was uh, a terrible conversation. It's more like they don't agree with me, but I think they heard what I said. You know, I have a younger sister and we're Irish twins. She's <laughs> 11 months and three weeks younger than me. Wow. So we're less than a year apart. That's what they call Irish twins. And we have been literally an inch from each other growing up, screaming oh at God. each other as loud and because it was so important that each of us were heard oh. and were very different. And um, she's my best friend, my niece, um, and they all they just live down the street. And we still have that dynamic where Next. she will be so adamant that her opinion is it's, the way that it should, it should be. be. And I am very headstrong. But we have learned to agree to disagree, I guess, is, is yeah. a good way to put it. And um, there are times where I really feel like she does value what I say, even mm -hmm. if she doesn't agree, agree with it. it. And for some reason, I crave that. I, like, that is something that I need to know that, you know, it's okay if you don't yeah. agree with me, but I just, I want you to hear me. Yes. That's, you know, the passion, the things that I'm yeah. passionate about, about, you know, little stuff. I like this TV show or that. No, yeah. but the things that I'm passionate about in life. You know, having yeah. that opinion is part of being in this country and part yeah. of being able to be free to be able to say what you believe. And I think nowadays, so many people are less likely to say what they really yeah. think sometimes because of the reaction they might get. Yeah, so. I think instead of I feel like what I've learned is instead of being afraid is take every part as a learning moment. If you say something insensitive and somebody calls you out on it, sure, maybe let's say like your subjugated group. All right. Uh, Indian, black, whatever. You say something insensitive that is like it hurts them. Instead of being 
people's first reaction when you call them out on something like that is like they feel like hurt in the sense of because you nobody likes being called out. Let's be honest. It's defensive. No, yeah, defensive. Yeah. Oh, I didn't mean it. Yeah. yeah. Don't take it personally. When somebody calls you out, whether like in the if the manner that they do it, take that out of the box. You have to realize that what they've probably faced something worse in the sense of what you just said brought a memory or whatever. Take it as a learning opportunity. I think, you know, that's a wise yeah. thing to do. And if we did more of that, yeah. instead of making sure that everybody knows that this is the right, right opinion, opinion, then I think we would be a much happier place as a as a people. Yeah, because like, to be I honest, agree. everybody have different experiences. So something that you might think is okay might not be okay for another. And that is within itself okay. Just don't just take it just don't take it to heart like and that's hard that's hard that's the hard part i think it's a lifelong lesson that yeah. people are still learning and it, you're struggling the whole time with your own passions versus mm-hmm. you know the idea of wanting to be heard yeah uh this was a great conversation and intervene you was one of like i wanted to be like if I could have anyone, Ms. Dowdy or her. Like, she is amazing, and I love her so much, and she was, she's one of my favorite English teachers. So the fact awesome. that I got to sit down with you and have this and conversation is really fun for me. Likewise. I am so happy that you asked me, and I feel like I have gotten to know you even more than I did before <laughs> and respect um, and admire you. Thank so. you.